In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. How will it all end for you? I don't mean simply your life here on this earth. I'm talking about eternity. How will it all end? We've been looking in Revelation 21 at this great contrast between those who have the Lord and know the Lord and those who do not. And uh, there are two destinations. There are two ends. And I'm just struck by this contrast between the fearful in hell. Remember the list in Revelation 21.8, the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the liars. If we made that list, no doubt we would have put the murderers at the top and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters. But God puts the fearful first on His list. Could it be that the number one reason that many will not go to heaven is just because of their own fear? The fear of what they'll have to give up. The fear of what somebody else might think. Imagine the trial of one named fearful. There'll be a summons. Death is a summons. It's appointed to men once to die, and after this the judgment. A summons that cannot be avoided. I'm sorry, you can't avoid that summons. God knows where you are. There'll be a question that cannot be answered. Can you imagine the question at the judgment bar of God, at the great white throne, how do you plead? How do you answer that question? There'll be a prosecution that cannot be argued. The Word of God will be given. And God's books of records, all the opportunities you ever had, even, even this particular Bible study that you're listening to right now, the truth of God's Word, the warning about eternity will be presented. There'll be no argument to that prosecution. There'll be a defense, but it can't be allowed. I mean, what will you say? What can you, what can you give as an excuse for why you rejected Christ? There'll be evidence that cannot be altered. The book of life will be presented. And the person who was too fearful to put their faith in Christ, their name will not be found in that book of life. There'll be a judge on that day that cannot be approached. The high, holy God. What will we say in the presence of a holy God? Nothing can be said. The only word that matters is His word, the final word. And there'll be a verdict that cannot be appealed. Imagine it. Guilty. Guilty before a holy God. That's the trial of one named fearful. But then, let me give you again this great contrast. Because how does God then move from all of those that will be a part of the second death, cast into the lake of fire, immediately into showing us God's people? He uses this terminology. Come hither, Revelation 21 verse 9, I will show thee the bride the Lamb's wife. Do you see the contrast between fear and love? You see, men live this, this life one of two ways. Either controlled by their fears or consumed with God's love. The Bible says that perfect love casteth out fear. There's only one thing greater than fear and that's the love of God. Friend, if you're taken today with fear, there's only one answer. That's the love of God. The love of God is pure, it is perfect, and it is peaceful. And when the love of God, the very presence, the essence of the God who is love comes 
to dwell in your heart. He drives out fear. And watch this. The same way that men either live in fear or live in love, in the end, they either end with fear or they end with love. Your attitude towards death, your attitude towards eternity, your attitude towards seeing the Lord someday is determined by your relationship to Him. Those who have no relationship with God are afraid to talk about it. Those who have no relationship with God, who don't want a relationship with God, they want to deny it. But those who know the Lord, who've experienced the love of God, who have that relationship, oh, they love Him. They love His appearing. They're, they're looking forward to it. I wonder, what's your attitude towards the Lord coming? It's one of two things. It's either fear or it's love. I've been reading again recently the dying words of some famous people. And what a contrast. You want to talk about fear and love. On one hand, the dying words of lost men. One infidel by the name of Kay. Uh, when he was dying, his own family couldn't stand to hear his groans. They literally fled from his room till he, till he died. And his last words were these. Hell, hell, hell. Can you imagine those being the last words of a dying man? Voltaire, the famed infidel. His dying words were these. I am abandoned by God and man. I will give you half of what I'm worth if you'll give me six months' life. Then I shall go to hell and you will go with me. Oh Christ, oh Jesus Christ. What about Edward Gibbon? Edward Gibbon said, This day may be my last I will agree that the immortality of the soul is at times a very comfortable doctrine. All this is now lost. Finally, irretrievably lost. All is dark and doubtful. i tell you one thing. I don't want to end with doubt. I want to end with assurance. Or what about Thomas Hobbes, the philosopher? He wrote Leviathan. He was a very clever man. His dying words were these, If I had the whole world, I would give it to live one day. I shall be glad to find a hole to creep out of the world at about to take a leap in the dark. That's fear, my friends. That's fear talking. Or what about Thomas Paine? You know Thomas Paine. He wrote The Age of Reason. He's quoted today. Here are his dying words. He said, I would give worlds if I had them that The Age of Reason had not been published. Oh Lord, help me. Christ, help me. Oh God, what have I done to suffer so much? But there is no God. But if there should be, what will become of me hereafter? Stay with me for God's sake. Send even a child to stay with me, for it is hell to be alone. If ever the devil had an agent, I have been that one. Can you imagine dying with such fear and then living for all eternity with such fear? And on the contrast, what of those who died knowing the love of God? Well, there's D.L. Moody. Moody on his deathbed said, Earth recedes, heaven opens before me. It's beautiful. It's like a trance. If this is death, it is sweet. There's no valley here. God is calling me and I must go. This is my triumph. This is my coronation day. I've been looking forward to it for years. Friends, that sounds like victory to me. How about Augustus Toplady who wrote, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me? You know that great old song. Augustus Toplady said on his deathbed, Oh, what delights! Who can fathom the joy of the third heaven? The sky is clear. There's no cloud. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Oh, that sounds like the heart of John in Revelation, doesn't it? Or what about Francis Ridley Havergale? Beautiful, too good to be true, splendid to be so near the gate of heaven, so beautiful to go. 
And then one of my favorites, John Wesley, said, The best of all, God is with us. Farewell. That sounds a lot like Revelation to me. God Himself shall be with them. My friend, you choose now, not on your deathbed, not in your final moments on this earth. You choose now how you're going to end. You're either going to end in fear or you're going to end in love. And the choice is yours to make today. Will you today be too afraid to repent of your sin and by faith take Jesus as your personal Savior? Too afraid uh, to look to the Lord and be saved? Or will you this day say to the Lord who loves you with everlasting love, Lord, I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Save me now for Jesus' sake. And if you will do that, you'll experience the love of God that passeth all knowledge and all understanding. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I wonder, how will you end? The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.